0: How do you know you've made a disciple? You know you've made a disciple when your disciple makes a disciple. disciple.
1: Everything about the way I live changes. Because no longer is my life about me. Be established in your faith. Be rooted. Be grounded so that you can grow into all that God has for you to be in Christ. Well, welcome back to Cultivate Podcast. I'm Kevin Blackwell, again with Randy Norris. And uh, the goal for Cultivate is to make disciples who make disciples. And just to remind you kind of where we've been so far, we've been through two phases here. We've we've talked about the importance of being grounded and and entrenched in your Christ-given identity, how foundational that is as a disciple. Uh, And then the goal for us in phase two was to... Give you the tools to be able to nurture that identity and, and to grow in intimacy with Jesus, uh, to walk like Jesus in a sense. Uh, through Christ, we know the Father. And so we're, we're helping you to understand what a disciple is, how you are to be a disciple. What does the scripture say a disciple looks like? Well, Today we move into really what I would call the second part of uh, second major part of the cultivate disciple making process with phase three. We have previously talked about what what we are called to be. But now we kind of move toward what we're called to do. And so, Randy, as we think about that, we come to Phase 3 talking about the instructions that God has given to us in Scripture as disciples, and and now we move to being disciple-makers. And the question that that we pose in Phase 3 is, what am I designed to do?
0: Yeah, and I I think this is just... uh... A really pivotal phase, as well. They're all pivotal phases. If they weren't, they wouldn't be in the book. But, but to just know that God has called us, uh, each one of us, and that He has uniquely gifted us um, to do exactly what He's called us to do and what He's created us to do. And I, I think a lot of times we just really get um, in the weeds of of wanting to do things, and so we just go out there, we just start doing everything. So the fa- phrase random acts of kindness has just come to the forefront, at least for the last 20 or so years, and absolutely nothing wrong with that. But when our service for the kingdom of God, when, when it gets random, then perhaps we're not serving in the area of giftedness uh, that he's ultimately created us to do so i think this phase will really help a, a disciple really help a believer to to just zero in you know on exactly what their instructions from god are and what that's going to look like lived out in their life
1: yeah I, th- I think the goal really for us in phase 3 for those who are going through this process we want you to understand that you've been made with purpose Uh, You talked about random acts of kindness. Well, there's also no random people. I mean, God has created everyone with, with an, an intrinsic purpose. And ultimately, that is to glorify Him. And He's given instructions. He's given us instructions on how we are to accomplish that. And uh, so that, that's a kind of a good segue, Randy, into phase three session one that you have entitled, You Are Uniquely Designed for Good Works. And you, you've written uh, phase three. I, I love this phase so much. It's when, when I take people through this process, I enjoy helping them to understand that they are created for a purpose such as this, to serve God within the context of the local church, to serve God with greater intentionality because they've been gifted, because they are a workmanship created for Him, uh, for His glory. Uh, to, to do things that that bring him glory. So yeah. so so important.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know that we always see that about ourselves, that we're his workmanship. You know we, we all, you know want to deflect and, and we need to deflect to him, but we don't need to deflect away from the work that he's doing in our lives. That is deflecting the glory to him when we're living that out. Um, and, and so when we look at that word workmanship, um, in, in the Greek, it's that word poema. Um, and, and it's just such a, a, a tremendous word. You don't have to be a Greek scholar to kind of figure it out. Sometimes words, you know, sound a lot like the English word there, and that's one of them uh, that we get our word poem from, and, and to realize that you're God's poem, you're God's masterpiece, that, that, that the, the author, the writer, the author, and the finisher of your faith has got the pen in hand, and he's writing your story, uh, and it's your story in his story. And I think that's very important as well. And and to just grasp a hold of, of the idea that, that you're his masterpiece, you're his workmanship. And when I really started looking into this, I was sort of surprised that that word's only used one other time in the entire New Testament. Um, and when, you, when it uses it, it's talking about his invisible attributes is, that are seen in the things that he has made, that he's created. And so ultimately, that word is only used of two things. It's used of creation, everything that you see. And I think we get that. I mean, Kevin, you and I have been lots of places. I've, I've traveled all over the world and been in some of the most fantastic places. Here recently, I was in Kenya uh, just about an hour from Mombasa on the Indian Ocean. Uh, it was just really that spectacular Kind of place that every morning you woke up and you were going to get this incredible sunshine. And then every evening you were going to get this incredible sunset. It is easy to see that and say, wow, our God is awesome. That is such a masterpiece. A couple of years ago, I was in the highest mountains in the world, in the Langtang Valley and in the Himalaya Mountains. And it's just one of the most beautiful places that you could ever imagine being. People come there to trek from all over the world and and they go there because it's just one of those breathtaking most beautiful places it is easy to look at some of the highest mountains in the world you're not far from everest by the way there when you're there it's easy to look at mountains like that and be like man look at god's creation look at the masterpiece right. that he's created but we also have to realize that the other place he used that word was talking about you and me. Right. You it's know, amazing. it's easy to look at a sunrise, a sunset, the mountains, the ocean, and and realize how awesome God is. But do you look in the mirror mm. and, and see the same thing to realize that you're his masterpiece, You know, and and you've got a job to do, and I've got a job to do, that those mountains, you know, the heavens declare His glory, the mountains declare His handiwork, the the sun, the moon, the stars, they do all those things. But the one thing that creation will never do is they will never declare the gospel. Right. You know, they can declare His glory, but they won't declare the gospel. That's your job that's and my job, job. Right. and that's why He's given us these unique instructions. And so we need to see ourselves as that masterpiece of God that's created to do the things that He's called us to do. And I hope that really resonates with people and encourages people that as they're going through uh, this this study. You know, I know my wife has been leading some ladies uh, through this study, and, and she comes back and she just talks about how much they're loving it. But when she said they got to phase three and four after they finished it, she said, you know, she said they really just dug deep in phases one and two. And she said, but then I saw them kind of come alive in phase three and four. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I think that's by design. Oh, yeah. You know, that when you dive deep into who you are in Christ and your relationship with him, then it's bursting in you and wanting to burst out of you to serve Him in the way that He's created you, to make the greatest impact for Him. And so in a real sense, all of it's great, all of it's fun, but the second half of the book it gets funner, yeah. you know. It gets real fun, yeah. you know, at this point in time because, man, what else is there better to do than to just live your life according to the way that God designed you to do it?
1: Yeah, and again, going back to Ephesians two ten, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, and this is the part I love here, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. You know, I trying to wrap my brain around that it is is just incredible that god has prepared works for us to do in other words no one else is designed to do those works except us. And so we have to kind of embody that, and we have to grasp that and grab onto that and grab hold of that, that we do have purpose. We are His workmanship. You know, some of you listening right now, maybe you struggle with self-confidence. Uh, maybe you are are dealing with some insecurities You know, whatever. And,
0: and if you're not, if you're listening to this and you're not, if you start leading groups of
1: people, if you're the leader of a group— Trust me, the people in your group—they're going to struggle with it. They—they they are. So, so this this session is so important because you know, pulling in Psalm one thirty nine for them to know that uh, we are we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We've been knit together in our mother's womb. That there's purpose involved in that. We're not some random you know uh, uh, object here. Where we we do have purpose. We we have we have the fingerprint of God on our life. Who has brought us here. To bring him glory, we are his workmanship. He he ha, he is in the process of writing his story uh, through our life, and we have to grasp that, and we need to grab hold of that because that, in a sense, is what gives our life. Purpose. We are that piece of clay in the potter's hand. We are that piece of paper of which he's writing a poem on, something beautiful. So for those who are struggling with self-confidence, those who are struggling with purpose, trying to figure out how you fit into this world, listen, you're a disciple that God wants to use, but He wants to use you because He is writing His story through you. And He has designed a greater purpose for your life beyond which you can ever understand or grasp. So if you're struggling today, grab hold of the truths of Scripture related to that. Just as marvelous as the sunrise is over the mountain, so too are you. You are no less beautiful, Related to God's creation than the things that Randy has talked about that he has seen.
0: Yeah, you know, Kevin, I think something personal that you and I can both relate to uh, over the last year is when we're not we're not we're not functioning the way that God intended us to function, then then things aren't aren't right. You know, and and so think about this. So I know that you and I we've both this has been our our fifty, you know, our year fifty. So we both have turned fifty this past year. And I think I speak for both of us. It hadn't been the greatest year, no. you know, health wise. No. You know, with that. <laughs> so I sit there and I think about, you know, I know that that Lori has had some some issues with her eyes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know that you're having some health issues right now. I've had two surgeries in the last year. Yeah. And so one being a shoulder surgery um, th- that I'm still struggling with. You know, I tried to have it corrected, but what drove me to to finally going to the doctor is just the fact that. I couldn't do things, you know, that I wanted to do. My shoulder wasn't allowing me to throw a ball. It wasn't allowing me to do anything over overhead, uh, which you, people that don't know me, I'm, I'm short. So lots of stuff's over my head. I need to be, you know, for that part of my of my body to work. But when you've got problems, you know, that's keeping your body from from doing the things that it wants to do, then then it shows up. And I think that's this is why this set, uh, phase is so important to the body of Christ, because we've got churches full of people, I believe, that aren't really living out their God-given purpose and design, and so it's keeping the body from doing everything right. that it wants to do. Does that
1: make sense? It does make sense, and I, I agree with you, and again, going back to Jesus' words in Matthew 5, you know, that we are that light of the world. We are that city set on a hill. Um, we we are created for those types of good works to, to shine uh, the light of of, of of the gospel and to do our part. So I uh, agreed. Uh, and we we need people to understand that. We've got to have people to understand that you're created for more than just random acts of kindness. There's there's no randomness to this. There's purposeful actions involved as God has created you to bring uh, Him glory.
0: Yeah, and I think a good way to just kind of wrap this up is sort of how we wrap this uh, this first session up uh, here in phase three. And And that's, how do you know? How do you know what are the good works that God's created for you to do? You know, if he's created them ahead of time and then he designed you to do it, how, how do you know? And this is where, even though we have phased this process out in these four phases, this is where they start working together. Because the only way you're really going to know what he's designed you to do is to, is to go back to that identity, you know who you are in Christ that's right. and then through that intimate relationship with him through you know through that prayerful dependence upon his word you know through just just prayerful dependence you know through walking with the holy spirit and realizing his authority in your life that's how you're going to know what he's created you to do and uh, and man when you discover it it, it will just lead to the. It changes everything. you. It changes everything. Everything. And, yeah. and you and I, thankfully, we found that out at a young age for both of us, uh, and it's just been the joy of life yeah. to to be able to serve him in the way that he's gifted us. And we want that for you and for the groups that you lead uh, through cultivate disciple making as well. So stick with us through these uh, next two phases. It's getting fun.